Life is, um, we start as little kids and it's a school of pain. You learn about pain and suffering, different ouches. Uh, we're always learning. And, and sometimes there's, there's special years and special traumatic, terrible events that we learn new levels of pain. It's a lifelong process. We can take comfort that Isaiah 53 Verse four says, surely he, Jesus, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Our theme this month, as I said, is Christ is king. Tonight, we recognize him as the king of sorrows. Isaiah 53.3 says, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So I want us to take a little bit of comfort that Jesus is no stranger to grief. Jesus is familiar with pain, suffering, uh, anxiety, uh, crushing loneliness, uh, crushing despair. He is no stranger to those things. Hebrews 4.15 says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. On the contrary, but we have one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He's familiar with it all, people. Everything that we experience, the devil wants to say, you're the only one. You're a freak of nature. You're the only one who who thinks that way. You're the only one who feels that way. You're the only one who, who tastes that type of despair. But Jesus always comes and says, no, you're not the only one, that I was you, I faced it, I know. And so Jesus, when you turn to him, you find comfort and strength because he has been you. Now specifically, I want to talk about scars, I want to talk about holes, and to think in, the, in the terms that for some of you, it's been physically, there is an actual person who is no longer with you. And you're still perhaps... Uh, just traumatically wrestling with that, that person or those people who are physically no longer with you. For others, I want to acknowledge that there's a whole, an empty space in your heart, uh, a relationship that has become estranged. Someone that you, you love dearly, but something happened this year that you are no longer talking. Maybe it's just uh, being in a crowd and feeling like everyone's laughing and talking and, and you, you may be participating in the conversation, but you feel like a thousand miles away. There's a hole there. And again, coming to Jesus, that he, he knows scars and he knows holes, both physical and emotional. It says in Mark chapter 15, verse 22, in the death of Jesus, and they brought him, Jesus, to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Crucifixion involving nail run through the flesh of his hands and through his feet. And if you know the story, that he was also given a crown of thorns, thick, heavy thorns piercing his head, piercing his flesh, holes in his head, his hands, and his feet. And as he was dying on the cross, 
It says in Matthew 27, 46, it says, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So we know that the pain and the whole rent in Jesus was not just physical, but it was also his heart. When I was a young pastor and I came across this passage, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I thought, that's embarrassing. Is Jesus losing faith? Is he doubting God? But over the years, I've come to know that this is God, Jesus, experiencing his full humanity, taking on the full weight of our sin. And God had to turn away from him at that moment. And that Jesus, when he cries, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He gives each and every one of us permission to say the same thing as part of our humanity. Even this very moment, I was talking to a man who was sharing some pain with me. And, and it's like, you know, as men, as people, we always want to gut it out. Tell no one, I got this. When in Christ, he, he models for us, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, you have permission to acknowledge that life hurts. We're supposed to be honest. That life is full of terrible things. It, it's full of unspeakable horrors and sleepless nights. As much as we try to get insurance and take preventative measures, it's unavoidable. And the hammer falls. And we need to have our Savior be our example that he gives us permission that there are times when we need to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Knowing that he will come through for us, but yet feeling that it's okay to feel that and to express that pain. That Jesus knew the hole in his heart, the empty space in his heart. And finally, after he had died in John 19, 34, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and at once there came out blood and water, a hole rent in his body. Scars were made. Jesus' dead body was taken down, put in a tomb, a grave gone, covered over. He was buried. It looked like it was all over. It felt like it was all over. For his disciples, like, it's done. The great dream, the great hope, the great love, the great relationship, it's gone. It's buried in a tomb, hopeless. Yet it was not the end for Jesus. Three days later, there he is. His first words are, peace be with you. He came back to life and came to his disciples. The same disciples who thought it was over, it was hopeless, it's done, it'll never be the same. In a famous encounter with one of the disciples, Thomas, Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. How do they know it's Jesus? But they, when they saw him die. But Jesus says, come up here and touch the holes in my hand, my feet, my side. They're still there. 
And if you think that's strange, that his glorified body, it's the same Jesus. I know he died. I heard him cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But here he is. And he's still got the holes in him. The holes are still there. But yet it is Jesus, but yet it's not the same Jesus. The scars were still there, easily recognizable. Yet Jesus is made new with his scars. Jesus is brought back to life with his holes in his body. And what's more, interestingly enough, in Revelation 5, when it talks about the throne room of heaven, you think of heaven, you think of absolute perfection. Everything's unblemished. Thousands upon thousands of of perfect angels singing God's praises. Revelation 5, 6 says this, Then I saw a lamb, meaning Jesus, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. And so even in heaven, as Jesus makes his appearance, it said, you could tell the marks of death, the marks of suffering are still on him. Even in that place of perfection, he had cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And here he is in glory. And it's recognizable that he has suffered death. This is our blue Christmas, we remember. And this year, perhaps you had a hole made in your life, an empty place. The hole may be someone you loved, a significant person or people have passed away and there's now a hole in your life and heart, an empty spot, an empty seat. The hole in your life this year may be some type of loss, a loss of a relationship. Someone moved, there was a dispute. Maybe you moved and had to make all new friends. Everything's been unfamiliar this year and you're still struggling for it to become familiar. Maybe you've experienced crushing anxiety. Never know what's next around the bend. Unrelenting loneliness. So much that some days it feels like, when is this day going to ever be over? And there's sometimes the pain has been so great that you're, you're, you're like, I've never knew that there was this type of pain. I used to laugh about emotional pain, but now this has happened. And now I know that that type of pain is real. And if this is what my life is like right now, breathing heavily, just not sure how much more I can go on. Perhaps you suffer from unrelenting accusation Voices of shame and guilt and accusation, unrelentless in your life. The hole in your life may be a lost job, a lost home. There's such a wide variety of pains and sorrows in this world. Two quick points I want to make on these thoughts on scars and holes. First, with Jesus, his scars, his marks, evidently are permanent. And evidently these these scars and these holes in our life, they, they do have a permanence. They're here. We can't wish them away. Sometimes people, we may think, if I could only just go back to that moment before that terrible thing happened. If only I could go back to that place in my life, that season in my life before 
these bad things or this terrible event happened, but we can't. There's no way for our minds to be erased, that memory to be wiped. Our scars are with us for good. We carry them always. Jesus, even in, a tournament, or even in eternity, is recognizable as one who has suffered pain and death. But secondly, the whole, the scars in our lives cannot stop Jesus from making us new and bringing us up from our graves. As Jesus rose again from the dead with his scars, with his marks, that is for us to take comfort, regardless of even if tonight it's hard for you to believe. I recognize that it may be hard for you to believe, but Jesus rose from the dead with his scars, showing that eventually there is new life. I know that there are times when we have such a degree of pain in our lives, thinking there is no way that I can ever get through this. There is no way that I can continue to go on. But I want you to believe that in Christ, as we hang on to him, that there also can be a day where you suddenly, like, I can't believe it doesn't hurt like it did. I can't believe, I can think of that memory and think of that person and I, I can't believe it doesn't ache like it used to. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus will not erase our scars, but yet he makes us new with our scars. The hole in your life will cease to be the same. It will cease to kill and destroy Jesus brings dead things back to life. Jesus has a pattern. He's always working in our lives of death, burial, and resurrection demonstrated in his, his own life. We see this pattern at work all the time. You and I, we experience some type of death, some type of pain, some type of loss. And there's a, a period where we may feel buried in the grave dark, without hope. And somehow, in some way, in such a wide variety of ways, that Jesus brings new life. He brings light. He brings hope. And you still have your scars, but you can live and you could function and you have a new joy that you never knew could be there. Because there are some things we never find out about God except in that process of death and then burial, and then resurrection. There's some things you only come to know about yourself and come to know about Jesus through that portal of death and you're buried in the grave and then light and then resurrection. Isaiah 53, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he is pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds, we are healed. John eleven twenty five 25 says, he is, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. 
Psalm 71, 20 says, you have shown me many troubles and distresses will revive me again, bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Matthew 5, 4 says, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are you who mourn for you will be comforted. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden. In verse 29, you shall find rest for your souls. Feed your soul. Feed your soul this Christmas. Feed that hole in your life with those words. There's healing tonight and forgiveness of sins. If you'd like just to pray, Lord, just forgive me of my sins. The promise is for healing, that God forgives you. That he says, shame be gone, your guilt be gone, your condemning voice in Jesus' name be gone. And with his wounds we are healed and healing that Christ has borne our pain. He has been our pain. He has been your pain and carried your sorrows. In him you can be raised to new life. Sometimes he could do that without you even knowing it. Ask for Jesus to bring his healing to you tonight. Ask him to come and fill the hole in your heart. Jesus, fill the holes in our hearts.